welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm your host, Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. Using inspiration from the news, this podcast tells you how to survive everything. for joining us for our very first How to Survive Your Life. So what exactly is this podcast? Well, we're all trying to survive in this thing called life. That's where Kaylee, Daisy, and myself come in. Each week, we take a topic inspired by the news, discuss it, and give you top tips on how to survive. Think of us as the agony ants you never knew you wanted or needed, and now you have. You're welcome. So, Kaylee, Daisy, how are you today? Daisy, I'll start with you. Very good, thank you, Molly. I'm enjoying, you know, lockdown, being stuck in. It's a lot of fun. Same, same, same. Really, really getting the most out of life by being stuck indoors. Enjoying enjoying the um, the colour of the, the walls. What is the colour of the walls that you're seeing? Cream. Cool. And you're enjoying cream, are you? <laughs> enjoying cream. I'm vegan, so I can't enjoy the real stuff. <laughs> that is true. Strong vegan joke early on there, Kaylee. Hey, get it in. Get it in. <laughs> right in. I love it. I love your commitment to to yourself, actually. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, so, so for those tuning in for the first time, which is everyone listening, because this is the first episode, uh, How to Survive Your Life, we take stories from the news. And this week, In case you haven't heard, we are in a global pandemic, COVID-19, also known as coronavirus, and everyone is self-isolating or social distancing. So that's that's what we're going to explore. Ladies, how is social isolating going for you? Daisy, you first. So I talk about this a little bit in one of my tips, but basically I have found a uncanny ability to do nothing but quite productively (laughs) so there's loads of things I could be doing like I could be reading and I had this list when we first went into isolation like learn French get fit um write a script and I those would all be things that would actually help my life but what I decided instead not on a long-term basis but just hour by hour the decisions that I make in my day I have completed Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Nice. I have completed Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I have completed Disney's Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion. So these were all games that I was terrible at as a child that I used to play on Sega, which I now have on my iPhone. And I just, you know, when it comes down to it, when I can make that decision to do something productive or play on Sonic, I've played a lot of Sonic, but now I've finished them all. So I have to actually start doing some work. Ah. Kaylee, what about you? How are you doing with social isolation? Well, I'm going to agree with um, Daisy just for the beginning, really, because obviously we're going to get into the competition later. But yeah, I I also had like a lot of projects that I was like, oh, I can really focus on these now. Um, Like this book I wanted to write and all these short stories and poems. But actually, like I haven't been playing on Sonic the Hedgehog, but I've just been like doodling, like drawing pictures and um, the Royal Academy. I know, but it it is good, but it's just another form of procrastination (laughs) because it's like, I'm also, I'm doing these little cooking videos and they're like, um, fun and I really like it, but I love your cooking videos. (sighs) They are hilarious. Yeah. They're very like, they don't give you any of the details. 
<laughs> like you're supposed to have a, a a courgette. I didn't have that, so I'm going to use a pepper. Okay. Yeah. Like it. Same thing, actually. The one thing I will tell you is I'm actually oh I'm finding it okay now. Like I think we're in the fourth week now, and um, I'm on my own, solo isolating, but. I've really got myself a good thing going on. And now almost to the point where I'm like, there's not enough time in the day to do everything, which is drawing pictures of spiders with boots on and um, <laughs> writing poetry about teacups. Nice. I, yeah, we're in, so we, so my, so I'm social isolated. Is that a word? It is now uh, with my husband. And we started basically a week before the UK lockdown officially because we're like, this shit's getting real. And we thought it was going to happen at like any time. Obviously, we were wrong. We thought it was going to start in like February. And um, yeah, that didn't happen. But anyway, so we started about a week before the UK did. We're a month in and we have started our fifth week. Yeah, things are good overall. Uh, we Thankfully, we like each other still. And yeah, I'm spending a lot of time with my cat. So apparently there could be cats could potentially get COVID. And so we started limiting her going outside, which she does not like. And then this morning she started freaking out. And we're like, what is it? What is it? And I was like, oh, she wants to like go outside to use the bathroom, even though she has a litter box, a clean litter box inside. And sure enough, like I was right. So like I'm even figuring out like what my cat needs and wants just by these little things because I've been around her so much and I'm slightly obsessed with her. But that's another podcast. Anyway. But do you think that it's true that cats can carry corona? So there have been – there are two cats in the world that have been tested for – has been found that they had COVID in their feces. Their owners had COVID. Oh, it's one of the, I mean, like, who knows, right? I mean, I think this is, we're learning more about this all the time. And they had, you know, they had like diarrhea, they were wheezing, like all this kind of stuff. So part of us is like, oh, let's like limit her time outside, but she would go nuts. And then like, I even bought these wipes for my cat to give her a bath when she came comes in. She doesn't hate it, but she doesn't really like it. But at this point, I'm also like, there's only so much we can do and we're just washing our hands. And you have got to be careful because animal cruelty is also a thing, you know? What I... <laughs> But also what I liked most, and I feel that we've skipped over, is when you said yes. you feel like you're communicating with your cat now. And that <laughs> makes me worry about you. And Molly, I want you to know that we are here for you. We're your friends. You know, be on the podcast. If you want to chat to us anytime, have a Skype, you know, get some proper human on human contact. <laughs> I just think you've got to stop telling people you're communicating with your cat, you know. But I think, okay, I'm just going to leave that. And I disagree with Daisy because I think it's important to communicate with your animals. I have been doing the same with the coots out the window. So I've also been making videos called... Okay, let's pause there for those that... Okay, coots? What is a coot? They are little birds that are normally in the Thames. They're black with a white beak and they're very aggressive. And they've been having little babies. And I have been doing little videos called the coot pervert. Or I filmed them fighting. I mean, I think we should give the context that Kaylee is on a boat and also oh, like yeah. Molly slightly unhinged at this point. So, <laughs> no, that's good. It sounds really sweet. It does sound, I mean, I don't want to watch the videos, but I think it's nice that you make them. 
I'll admit when I first saw Coot Pervert on your Instagram, I was like, what is this? Maybe I don't know her as well as I thought I did. That's so Because Coot Pervert sounds like something else, but um, yeah. but they are adorable. It's very cute. And um, at least we know now who your real friends are, right? <laughs> I thought the I thought the best of you, but I just was a little like, where is this going? <laughs> also, I just thought, oh, it's probably just some American British thing I don't get, which is normally how I go about my life. I just assume I don't understand how the things going. <laughs> well, on. do you know what? Let yeah. me just explain it to you. Like, I don't mean pervert in the literal sense. Like, what I mean is like pervert in the comedy sense that I'm just looking at birds. You know, like I'm a bird watcher, so I'm just taking that. Uh turning it on its head and saying coot pervert also it's just very out there isn't it and like why have I changed my voice I, don't my know. I, I enjoyed it though it, it gave you a sense of authority that you were missing before yes yeah. you might need that later yeah maybe yeah. so so it's all about the way I say it huh yeah so ladies so we're doing social isolation and you know here in the UK we're only allowed to go out once a day for exercise how is that going for you two well, uh, yeah, I, because I'm staying with my mum and dad who live literally in the middle of nowhere, I'm definitely not entirely <laughs> abiding to the one time a day, but only because nobody would know and I don't pass anyone because we're literally in the middle of nowhere. I did go on a, a cycle ride, like on a bicycle yesterday with my husband. Now he has a road bike and I have a mountain bike which means that riding my bike on the road is quite hard work because you have to constantly pedal. And his is just like a dream and it just glides. So I find it really irritating. Also, how weird is it that exercise as an adult is work like I don't remember like we were only cycling for like <laughs> half an hour by the time that I thought wow I'm quite tired now as a child I would literally cycle that's how I spent my summers all day just could me too biking constantly me too I I don't know if this is true but I, I'm just gonna say it and make it true but I, I read that like kids they have some kind like oh god even as I'm saying this it sounds like complete other bullshit but anyway they either lack or they have some kind of like, pheromone hormone gene something that they literally don't tire then that's and that's how they're able to just go all the time it sounds so plausible I think it's possible Kaylee, what about you? Are you going out a lot? So, no, I just go out once a day and that is to run. And then I'll, if I need to go to the shop, I'll add that in. But like, I am um, basically on Saturday, forgot that it was Easter Sunday. I don't know what, you know, I don't even know what, what yeah. we were in. I forgot it was Easter. And um, so I went out for a run and then basically my run just involved me running to the back of the Asda line. It took me an hour. The line was huge. So queuing up, you know, I ran to the entrance was like, oh, okay. I'd already done like a half an hour jog. I was like, okay, so I'll just um, go to the back of the line. And every sort of turn I got to, people were like, that way, to the back, girl, to the back. Because obviously people don't realize the line's going to be that long. So yeah, so... I've just been folding in my exercise into getting to the back of the line to get into the supermarket. Nice. It's really surreal queuing for a supermarket because it's like trying to get into a shit nightclub. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, like as to the nightclub. Like one in, one out. Yeah, I don't go clubbing anymore because I hate queuing. It's the worst. 
Yeah, it is so rubbish. I don't go clubbing because I'm I'm two and a half years sober, and I don't know if you've ever been sober clubbing, but it's dreadful. <laughs> it's really. I awful. think you have it's to sticky. drink when you go to the club because it's like you can't do it sober. Yeah, hundred percent. Doesn't that say a lot about the company you both keep? <laughs> no, honestly, go to any nightclub. People are dreadful. Go to a nightclub, completely stone cold sober, and it's. It's really surreal. What about um the music though? If the music's really good, surely it's fine. No, none of it's fine. You you don't understand. You haven't been there, Kayla. You gotta go. Well, go. I did feel because when... you're so distracted by you know the sobriety. Everything's too loud. People are bumping into you. All the things that when you're drunk you embrace and it doesn't bother you mm. at all. When you're going sober, it's like people are basically just bad mannered here. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I had um, a week, like, no, I did dry January and I went, it was a friend's birthday. So I went out sober and it was at karaoke, which is in, there's two of them, which I didn't know at the beginning, but it's like a place where a band play karaoke songs. Oh yeah. Do you know, I know what I mean? I should really know what. Like Mastioke. Yeah, but it isn't that, but it's sort of similar. Mm. And Piano Bar, it's called. And um, I walked in and the man winked at me and let me in free. And I thought, this is lovely. Um, and then I put my coat, my coat and my bag in for free. Um, they don't charge for that there because they want everyone just to be free and move. And um, I got in and it, I've never seen so many drunk people, like dressed to the nines, drunk, falling around everywhere singing all the pop songs and I just stood in there and I was like oh my goodness like oh no so I was feeling like I know what you meant about like not not being tolerant to it and feeling very isolated and being like scared almost like a little mouse with a cat around and then um, I texted my friends and was like oh I'm here I'm by this and they were like oh yeah we're at the front so I couldn't find them anywhere and I was like getting nudged and like everything all around looking around everywhere and then they said are you at the one in Soho and I was like no I'm at the one in Farringdon <laughs> and then so I was at the wrong one. Oh. oh my god <laughs> but I I think karaoke is quite an exposing thing because it's embarrassing I couldn't do it so bad I mean I did it recently really good friend of mine is getting married and at her Hindu they rented out a recording studio and when people weren't in the studio we were doing karaoke in the other room but the guy that worked at the studio who just had to sit there looking sad whilst we all sang terrible songs I mean bless him it's the middle of the day and he just looks like he's living his worst life but I put on we sang fairy tale of New York and I um put on an Irish accent to sing it because I felt that was appropriate and he gave me a look that I've never felt so much judgment <laughs> and I thought this is why you don't do karaoke sober because you'll be judged you'll be judged was he Irish I don't know, because he never spoke. He literally, he was the tech. He just sat there. The other guy was kind of using the studio, so he just had to sit there and put the music on that we asked for. But he he just didn't seem to be enjoying his his career. I mean, he would have been imagining that he's going to work in a recording studio. He'll be working with famous artists and mixing up tracks. And now he's like, you know, tolerating a hen party with very, very little musical talent. So yeah, I don't think he was enjoying himself. He went from dreams of Beyonce to hen parties. So poor guy. Okay, ladies, it's time to change people's lives and tell them how they're going to survive social distancing and social isolation with your three top tips. Now, if you're still listening, thank you very much. You could be asking, how are they going to do this? How are they going to quantify three top tips? 
What am I still listening to? The answer to that last question is once again, how to survive your life podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To answer the other questions, basically we do this through friendly competition. Each week, Daisy and Kaylee are going to bring each of their own three top tips of how to survive. Now, not only are they trying to help you, because they are, they are also trying to win survivalist of the week. And they do this not only through their top tips, but their rebuttals of the other person's top tip. But how do we decide who's the winner? Well, that's where my dreams come true because I am the judge. I decide who gave the best tips, who gave the best rebuttals, and through my very scientific deciding, actually it's not at all, I just decide on the spot, I decide who is survivalist of the week. And so with that, Daisy, I'm going to hand it off to you first for no particular reason. And you need to convince me why you should be this week's survivalist of the week of social isolation and social distancing. Excellent. Thank you, Molly. I feel very confident about this. I feel I will almost certainly be this week's survival expert. Um, not sure what Kaylee's going to bring to the table, but I imagine it'll be quite weak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joking. Joking, Kaylee. Joking. I'm just, you know. So actually, so my first tip is for celebrities. So it's quite a niche how to survive tip, mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. it, to be honest, could probably apply to many people like ourselves who are performers or perform for a living, but especially celebrities. So people who perform for a living like myself will be putting out content in this time because we're bored. I've certainly been doing it. It's not good, a lot of it. I do almost daily impressions of my mum, where my mum is a Scottish lady who likes to tell me off and she's prepared actually disappointed that's not the character I mean that is my actual mum and what I do is put on a snapchat filter where it gives me a big mouth and a high-pitched voice and I just do really rubbish inverted commas funny videos about my mum and it's material that would never get past me I would never do it in a comedy club but now in this time I'm like this is excellent this is what the people need and weirdly a lot of people share it so I'm like oh people love um Moni mum so I think (laughs) Yeah, if you're a performer, I get that maybe you need to kind of do something creative at the moment. But I, it, my advice for celebrities, so my tip would be, if you're a celebrity in a time of national crisis, in many ways, it's best if you just disappear. I think that we will remember you better for the work that you do when you're doing actual work. So I think like, don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against celebrities. I think they could be great actors, great musicians, very talented people. But I think when it's a national crisis, so firstly, um, there was a lockdown song. Um, So Tony Hawks, who as in the comedian, not the skateboard person, they all kind of filmed it on like a self tape kind of thing. And it was for Turn To Us. So Turn To Us are an amazing uh, charity that help people with like benefits advice, basically. Um, And they had people like Stephen Fry and Sandy Toxvig and like really good celebrities. And it was meant to be, I guess, a bit kind of tongue in cheek, but that wasn't that kind of obvious. And yeah, they were just like singing this song about being in lockdown and being bored. But I just thought, God, celebrities are the people that I literally feel sorry for the very least in this crisis. Because I'm like, you stay in massive houses. Some of you have swimming pools. You're financially secure. 
and just in no way bothered about what you're doing. And some of them are not being their best selves. So some have done okay, like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right at the start of this um, crisis, he did like a video with donkeys in his kitchen. And I loved it because I find him really comforting. Yes. Can we talk? So I saw the same video and I loved it too. But also... Arnold Schwarzenegger has donkeys in his kitchen. Yeah, but from him, I'll take it because there's something about (laughs) him that just he's an out there person. And I find his voice really comforting. And I just like him. I'm fine. He can kind of do what he wants when it comes to me. But then there's other celebrities. I think, oh, you need to hush now. So like Madonna, she was in her bathroom singing this song and it was meant to be a parody of Vogue. And honestly, she looked like everyone's drunk auntie. She did not look for, you know, like an 80s icon. She did not look her best self. But what was funny about it is she basically sang Vogue, but saying that everyone wanted to eat fried fish. But there was a massive studio light being held by whoever was doing the video. So she tried to make it look candid, like she's just singing into a hairbrush. But then she has a massive light. So I thought we've really planned this. So not a lot of time. Um, Gloria Gaynor, though, I have to give points to because she did I Will Survive whilst washing her hands. So she did this little song of like rendition of I Will Survive whilst doing her 22nd hand wash. And I thought that is actually quite funny, Gloria, and I'll give you that. Um, But there's others like Vanessa Hudgens, who was in um, (sighs) High School Musical. She did that really weird video where she was basically like, because one of her fans had said, oh, we might all be at home till July. And she was like, oh, July is bullshit. I'm sorry, but yeah, people might die, but we all have to go out. And I just thought it was the maddest thing to like say to people. It was really like, well, you know, we're only going to lose maybe the elderly. It doesn't matter. Like it was just really heartless. And I actually, I I put up a parody. I put up a parody video of her doing it where I did an impression of Vanessa Hudgens, but I took it down because people on the internet were too stupid to realize it was a parody. So I just got people commenting like, my friend died of COVID-19, you insensitive bitch. And I thought, that's not, I'm not saying this. Daisy, I think you should take that as a win because that means that you are that good of an actor that People think you're serious. <laughs> also, wasn't she wasn't she like annoyed because Coachella got moved? Wasn't that her whole thing? I'm not sure, but she was very like, I don't know, not likable. And there's I mean, there's other celebrities who are less not like well, like Robbie Williams, he just does live streaming from bed. But again, I just feel like Robbie, you were a pinup. People used to put them on you on their wall. This is a real fall from grace. You just like in a vest top, like singing like a drunk uncle. Like you just you need to give it a rest. And the same for, I mean, Laura Clary. Do you know who Laura Clary is? Mm-hmm. So she's she does that Helen Smash parody. She's an American actress, but she does like she's like a kind of YouTuber. So she's really um she does a lot of Facebook videos, very like popular online. And normally I find her really funny. But she did this thing in lockdown. I thought this is a really celebrity thing to do and really irritating. She basically gave her cleaner, like their housekeeper, um, a £5,000 tip or a $5,000 tip even. But she filmed it. So it was like a bit for her YouTube channel. And I just, I hate when people do that because I think. It's such a setup. 
And then they, yeah. so she gets like, oh, you're such a good person. Yeah. And I think if you're that a good person, you don't need to film it. Do you mean mm-hmm. it's this? And also it's like this woman's on camera. I thought she's, she doesn't, she's just, she doesn't necessarily want to be in your YouTube and like, just give her the money. Cause she was like, oh, our cleanest lost loads of work. So we're going to surprise her. And I thought, yeah, but don't film her. Just let her have the money anyway. And then my favorite thing is celebrities doing everyday tasks. So like there was this one of Amanda Holden and she was cooking, but she had like goggles on and she was like, oh God, I'm cooking. And then the same with um, Gwyneth Paltrow shopping. They put these posts up as if like, oh my God, look, I have to shop and I have to cook. And I'm like, all of us have to do that normally. You all look like if we let you loose, you're just going to run into each other. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's just an element of stupidity there that really takes the shine off them. So yeah, that's my, more or less, that's my my tip one is you don't, I don't think we're getting the best of celebrities. So I think maybe if I was a celebrity, I would just go quiet and disappear and then we'll have you back when this is over. Okay, I I like that. Okay, Kaylee, rebuttal. Well, I guess that the beauty of this um, whole situation is that it's all online. So I'd say to um, top tip for Daisy, if she's having trouble with the celebrities, is celebrities are people too, and you don't need to click on their shit. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to watch Madonna. You don't need to do it. You've got autonomy on your own time now. So you can do what you like and click on what you like. I do think that um, that filming of the cleaner is wrong. But again, you didn't don't need to watch it. I mean, that is a very sassy response early on from Cassidy. But I think <laughs> not needing to watch it is no kind of response. Because that's like saying, well, there's atrocities, you know, in the Middle East. But we just let's just not look at it. I think that's what some people do, isn't it? I think this is just reflective of Kaylee Cassidy not wanting to acknowledge well, actually, pain in the world. Daisy, I wasn't talking about the Middle East. They have a very different take on that. So <laughs> let's not let's not catastrophize my rebuttal. Fine, fine, fine. Ooh. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oh, so I, just to remind you, Daisy, I'm the judge. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kaylee that and you a negative one for trying to be a judge <laughs> wait so hang on you can't give hang on this is not how this competition yeah, this works. is this is how the show works you know um, just to recap the show You can't just give me a negative point for nothing. Molly, you've got mad with power. Okay, fine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, remember, remember who's judging here. Okay. I, I remember. Okay. <laughs> and, and Daisy, don't think I don't know about those hundred Easter eggs you sent to Molly's house before the <laughs> I told you not to bring that up, Kaylee. Uh, I don't think she'd be giving me a negative point for nothing. Okay, so we have Daisy's first tip. Celebrities just go away for your own good. And Kaylee's rebuttal is celebrities with people do don't don't trample on their shit. Okay, you don't have to click on it. Okay, great. That's that's solid. That is a solid argument and a solid rebuttal. I'm going to now move on to Kaylee with her first tip. Okay, so my first tip um, is to do with mental adjustments that we're all doing as our lives are changing. Um, my top tip is, can you turn a negative into a positive? 
And I would like to use the broken teacup theory, which has been coined by me. It's my own theory that I've made up in this wonderful conversation. Okay, just, just for those listening so still, is- the teacup theory is a theory that Kaylee made up on her own. Okay, so the teacup theory goes like this. It's a, it's a personal story. I'll tell you about it. So I have this teacup that I love very much. I got it for Christmas of my friend Mary Twist. And every day during this quarantine, I've enjoyed having uh, coffee in the teacup. I know it's a bit of a naughty thing to do, drinking coffee in a teacup. But that's just <laughs> me. That's who I am. And that's not the point right now. So anyway, I go to the sink to take the teacup because I washed it and I drop it in the sink and it smashes and Mm -hmm. the handle comes off and the two little chips go into it and there's a crack down the side. So I can no longer use it as a teacup or a coffee cup as I was doing. And I was really upset. I don't know if it just all got on top of me, but I was really upset and I actually cried. And I was like, no, why me? Why the teacup? And then I got like really, and then I was thinking, okay, Like, I can't live in a world where this teacup isn't my teacup. I know, I just took it really, really hard. And then I realized like, oh, let's turn a negative into a positive. So I um, thought about what I could do with the teacup instead. And now I use it as a tea light. So the teacup gives me light instead of caffeine, which I think is a wonderful metaphor because light's way better for you than caffeine. And why I think it's a theory that applies to this pandemic is because everybody has to be at home which is a negative a lot of us are in different situations alone or with people either way it's hard we have to make mental adjustments and I think asking yourself can I turn a negative into a positive is really important like what can I do if this is broken can I make something else out of it what can I do with my time even though I feel a bit confined what can I do so that is my top tip Great. And Daisy, the rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid argument, the broken teacup theory. Um, Weird, because I actually have my own theory. Uh, It's called the crack jar theory. It's one that I just made up. Um, Basically, (laughs) my my great aunt, uh, she dropped a jar. She cracked the jar. She then unfortunately slid and fell onto the jar. The jar impaled her body, she got infected, and unfortunately, within about six weeks, she died. So, in that case, the cracked jar just symbolises how things can go from bad to worse to worse. And I think that if people are going to come to this crisis with their hippy-dippy philosophies of everything's going to be okay, for many people, that's more frustrating. And I think that you should embrace that maybe it won't be okay. Well, I think that that's a very negative thing to say, Daisy. <laughs> I don't know whether it's true or not. To be clear, I'm it's so not true. I never had a great that. aunt who fell off track. <laughs> oh, I went through a personal crisis then where I was like, this is funny, but oh my God, is she doing a tragedy? No, <laughs> Oh, oh, ladies, I am now finding a problem with our format. That was, yeah, that was a pretty good rebuttal. Uh, Oh, I'm going to have, 
See, I see. Here's the problem: is I agree with Kaylee's rebuttal on the last one and your rebuttal on the on this one, Daisy. So they kind of cancel each other out. So I'm going to think on this, and let's go to your second top tips. Okay, that seems fine. Okay, um, and this time we'll start with Kaylee since okay. you went fair, fair, Daisy. Yeah, fair, fair, fair by me. Great. Kaylee? So my top tip, my second top tip is do as the astronauts do and make the journey entertaining. So Scott Kelly was an astronaut who lived on the ISS for one year. So he, for his career path, chose to be self-isolating. He was all alone on the space station. And yes, yeah, so he he suggested in, in a post that he made on the New York Times that it's important to have a schedule and to make the journey entertaining. So if we consider like, there is that cliche where like it's not about the destination it's about the journey so it's not about getting out of quarantine it's about being in it as we're here what can we get out of it I'm sorry all of my top tips are hippy dippy it's very on brand Kayla you are a vegan do I need to apologize though of course I don't bad bad Kaylee bad Kaylee okay so <laughs> So yeah, so I would say make the journey entertaining. And that is just creating a schedule for yourself with things that you can do that you've probably always wanted to do, but you've never had the time to do it. And then, I'm not just basing this on people who are, have been fur furloughed. I can never say that word. Furloughed and don't have work. People who have work too. Taking up drawing or playing an instrument if you've got an instrument lying around or cooking something different you know lots of different ways to be creative and make this journey that we're all going through together more entertaining because I think there'll just be a stampede in all the pubs after this won't there <laughs> you have to get in so yeah that's my top tip do as the astronauts do and make the journey entertaining great Daisy rebuttal um I actually think that there is a great deal of social pressure to make yourself feel entertained at this time and I think sometimes you have to embrace that some elements of life are not entertaining like people dying Katie frankly you know people being stuck at home <laughs> can I just be clear when I say my top tip I don't mean you need to enforce it a hundred percent of your life yeah it's like sometimes okay I was just I'm not saying do sing along to Abba on the karaoke if someone's died in your life like mm. that's not what I'm trying to say okay okay well I really wish you'd understand me a bit more Daisy I mean it's not the idea of the game though is it the idea of the game is that I you know undermine your point so are you saying that I spoil the game yeah, a little, a little, but we'll move on, we'll move on. <laughs> so, so Daisy, too, so your rebuttal is that everything can't be so creative. Or entertaining. Sometimes things aren't. It's a boring time, you know? Yeah, okay, okay, fair, fair point. Okay, let's hear your, your second one, your top tip number two, Daisy. Okay, so my top tip number two is inspired by garden hermits. So garden hermits were people in the 18th century who were paid to stay in a rich person's garden. So there was this trend in the aristocracy and garden hermits, I mean, they wouldn't have been the most hygienic people because they had to stay there. They got paid really well, but only if they stayed there for seven years. So they would stay in someone's garden in like a big stately home. So it could be like, a grotto um, or like a little like pretend castle and they wanted to have a hermit and hermits were seen 
as being these symbols of basically mortality and also sadness. So it was a bit like a live theatre show that they would kind of watch their loneliness. So I would say to be like the hermit, to actually embrace your sadness at this time because it gives you a unique opportunity that without this we wouldn't have otherwise had to appreciate the things you have when the world is switched back on because it used to be you know you would totally take for granted just going to see a friend or going to the cinema whereas once this is over when you go back and you could do those regular things you're going to think wow this is amazing so i would say embrace the sadness it's a bit like i don't know if you've ever seen um Darren brown's apocalypse but what he does in it it's a show that he convinces it's huge kind of production values and he picks someone it's meant to be based on stoicism and the idea is that you're meant to be more grateful for your life so he picks someone this young guy who he thinks kind of takes everything for granted and he convinces him that there's a zombie apocalypse and the world has ended and then the idea is when he wakes up the next morning he appreciates everything more because he thought he had lost it i mean i think the morals of Darren Brown are often questionable. I mean, because all this guy did was like occasionally not say thank you to his mum. And if that had been done to me, I'd be like, Darren, you made me believe that my entire family had died and the world had been destroyed and there were zombies everywhere just because I didn't occasionally say thank you. Who has the problem here, Darren? Like, I wouldn't appreciate it. But I think like that, we have this opportunity now to be at home, to be sad, so then when we release, we'll think, wow, the world is amazing. Pretty good. Also, can I just say here, for the longest time when I first moved here, Darren Brown, I thought was Dan Brown, the writer. <laughs> and I was like, Dan Brown does, you know, all the shit that he does. The Darren, I was very confused for a long time. Anyway, okay, Kaylee. Okay, so I think it's so interesting that Daisy's like making out that now is the only time we're allowed to embrace our sadness during a quarantine. Um, I just think it's something that we should be doing all of our lives. And it's not just because we're in quarantine or because Darren Brown is putting us in, chair, in a chair or if it's something like Christmas Carol where the, go the ghost, that I nearly said the goat then, the ghost of Christmas past, present and future are telling you about your wrongs so you can write them. But I think that it's important, like the movie Inside Out, which is probably one of the greatest children films ever made, where they have the even, even distribution of all emotions and we have to embrace every single one of them. So by saying embrace your sadness, I think it really sends off the wrong message because people might think, oh, I'll, I'll just be sad and I won't, they won't challenge themselves to explore the other emotions that are coming up at the same time. Because there's nothing like the nice smell of pancakes in the morning but they might not realise that that's a good smell if they are only thinking about the wet, wet, damp tears on their face that smell like metal. Thank you, Kaylee. I'm going to give this one. I'm actually going to give this one to Daisy. Yes! Because her rebuttal to Kaylee's argument actually supported her initial. So it's kind of a one-two punch. And also, I got to agree. I think sometimes the world tells you, just be happy. Everything's great. And sometimes the world is sad. And I think it's important for us to just embrace that and tell ourselves that sometimes it's okay to be sad. So point one to Daisy. Thank you. But you didn't decide who got the point on our first tip. I know. We're, we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Okay. Remember, who's the judge here Daisy <laughs> sorry sorry okay I'm just being really triggered at the moment by this one time when I was on a holiday in Haven Holiday Park and we we're playing crazy golf 
and I couldn't get the ball in the first hole and everyone had finished and I was still at the first hole. And then they were like, you do know it's only 10 shots and then you can move on to the next one. I just feel really triggered right now and it just really reminded me of that, you know. Oh, sorry, mate. Well, you know what, Kaylee? It's okay to be sad about that. Yeah. And it's okay to be sad now. Embrace your sadness. That was really hard to understand, though, because all I could hear was hippy dippy, hippy dippy. So, you know. <laughs> We're not all made of knives. <laughs> I can't believe this is episode one and you said I was made of knives. <laughs> I can't believe that you said that all I say is hippy dippy, hippy dippy, dippy. I didn't say it's all you say, that's all I hear. Daisy, since you won that one, I'm going to let you go first next for your final top tip. Okay, my final top tip is very much from the heart. What I did was make a list of the things that I feel I have got wrong in lockdown mm-hmm. for people to improve on or people to not do themselves so the my own personal list is number one don't put unrealistic expectations on yourself in terms of what you can do and how productive you can be because actually I was not that productive before you know I would go to a gig tell a few jokes see a few friends maybe work a little but I wasn't this incredible like get up early write a script and then do some yoga person to begin with. So I don't know why that I thought a national, international, even pan global pandemic would suddenly give me that get up and go I've been missing, but turns out it it hasn't. So I would say don't try and be too productive. Don't start random arguments. Sometimes when I'm bored and it's like it's subconscious, but I find myself making fights with my husband, who is the loveliest man in the universe, for no reason and nobody wins. So don't do that. Be patient with friends on text because I find I'm not very good at texting. I don't enjoy it. I often misunderstand what people say. So I'm trying to be better at that. Don't stalk your ex-friends. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. When I get bored, I get a bit lost on Facebook and I start searching for people who I knew once, fell out with once, maybe lived with once. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so's doing. And it's just so boring. I literally just look it up just to go, yep, they're still alive. They look like them, but a bit older, still look quite dull. And it's someone that you don't even like. So I I would avoid any kind of social media stalking. I would accept the fact that you have mad dreams. I don't know if anyone else has had this, but I've had in in terms of actual dreams at nighttime, I've had the weirdest. So accept that. Um, I wouldn't worry about the bigger picture in life. Like don't use this time to worry about what you're going to do, what your career is going to be, where you're going to live, blah, 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 in the long term, because the the world is upside down. That's They're my personal tips. So that was very much from the heart, Molly, to to win favor with you. So a lot of them I, I like and I agree with, especially the don't feel like you need to do all this stuff with your time, because that's definitely something I've dealt with. But Daisy, I just need one tip. So you can you summarize that in one sentence so Kaylee can rebuttal No, it's that. okay. I can rebuttal what she's already done. Oh, don't never you mind. Worry. I'm sorry. Don't no, you I'm worry sorry. about she's it. She's a professional. She's a professional, Kaylee. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love that this one was the only one that came from the heart. The other two, God knows where they <laughs> came from. <laughs> but that's not my rebuttal. That's just my um, remark. Just so, a um, comment just to kick us off. 
So firstly, I'd like to say do be productive. Be productive so you can get a head start when we get on the other side of this quarantine. The second one, do start a random argument with your loved one. Of course you need to. You need to have a massive argument with them so you can embrace your sadness. (laughs) Thirdly, don't be patient with your friends if they keep WhatsApping you all the time. They need to learn. They can't just contact you whenever they want or ring you whenever you want because you're at home and they're at home and you've got nothing better to do so yeah don't be patient with them shout at them have an argument so you can embrace your sadness and do stalk your ex-friends on facebook so you can see how much fun they're having feel really shit about yourself and then embrace your sadness nice that was pretty good kaylee that was pretty good way to turn your loss in the previous argument into your rebuttal. Okay. Theory. Bam. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) let's let's hear your third top tip. I've got a third top tip, but I've also got a spare top tip just lying around. So I'm going to do my Well, what? That feels like cheating. Let's hold on to that because, you know, who knows? We could have a tiebreaker. Okay. Um, So my third top tip is it's not just aimed at people who are isolating alone. It's for anyone, but it's make a friend, okay? Like literally make a friend. So you could use a sock to make your friend or you're going to have a lot of fun doing a rebuttal to this one, Daisy. (laughs) Or you can just get... I had a tiny little man that I got for Christmas and I put him in a vase and now he's massive. So now I feel like I've got someone (laughs) to (laughs) solo isolate with and it's keeping me company, really good company. And so if you are solo isolate, and I think I recommend it, it doesn't mean you're going crazy. Look at Castaway, you know, Chuck Noland and Wilson, really wonderful friendship. And when Wilson and him were separated, my heart was in my mouth. I wanted Wilson to be alive. And when they did find each other again, you know, it's a big moment. So really do just embrace what you can make and what friends you can make, what new friends you can make at this time. And yeah. Okay. Daisy, before you rebuttal, two comments there. It was a Tom Hanks and Wilson, not Chuck. Who did you say? I thought the, char- I thought the character was called Chuck Nolan. <gasps> oh, maybe it wasn't. I feel like an asshole did now. Did he call himself Tom Hanks in Castaway? No, it was Tom. It was- so no. I swear to God, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> not only did I thought, like, I thought you were talking about Christopher Nolan and I thought you got the name wrong. And I was like, that's the director, not the actor. <laughs> okay, ignore that one. Your rebuttal, Daisy. I think what what um Kaylee's done there is basically advertise a, a nervous breakdown. I want you both to know that I'm I'm here for you as a friend. And if you get to a position that you are literally making a friend out of <laughs> socks or out of your hair or <laughs> toenail clippings, whatever it is that you do, Cassidy, in your witch doctor houseboat. When you've got to that point, Kaylee, that you have made a little statue with me and you're like, oh, hey, Daisy, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, how are you? I, I want you to know that me, the real Daisy, that I'm here for you. You can Skype me. We could get a Skyping schedule. I, I don't want you to feel alone. So whilst it's a rebuttal, it's a very kind rebuttal and I'm offering support. Excellent supportive 
rebuttal, Daisy. And I am going to actually give this one to Daisy once again. I'm so sorry, Kaylee. It's fine. Because I got it. <laughs> I, I love what you were saying, Kaylee, because, you know, I am communicating with my cat now. And that's my only friend that I can communicate with in person. But I am with Daisy the fact that we don't need to act like we're someone we're not suddenly that we're in lockdown and we need to not stalk people. I think it's just a general good rule for life. Mm, interesting. So, I'd like to just say that it was unfair that the two women who are not on their own solo isolating are telling me that I should not be acting like someone I'm not because you don't know what it's like to be on your own for four weeks. It's hard. That is true. I will give you that. That is actually And it's very different. It's very different. And it doesn't mean you're going crazy. Like, I don't want to call people all the time and be on Skype. Like, I want to be in real life talking to a blue man in a vase who has got a tiny head now because I need to top up his water. Yeah, Kaylee, I'm sorry. I, that was insensitive because you are the only one of us who is truly isolated. I've actually got for you social isolator of the year 2020 awards you've won it Kaylee but not survivalist for social isolation because that is Daisy the Knives Earl (laughs) well done well done so thanks mate I'm honestly I'm so delighted we, we can tell. So that means our first episode of How to Survive Your Life, Social Isolation, the winner is Daisy the Knives Earl. And next Thank week, you. that means that Kaylee Hippie Mojo Cassidy has got to come back from a loss. I think I'm out. I don't think I'm going to come back and do this podcast anymore. I, um, I think you I will. Think I'm done. No, I think nah, you will. Nah. I mean, I really needed this good time. I needed something nice my week and now I just have to go back to my lonely boat and be like off as a loser yeah but exactly Kaylee that's why you're gonna come back I'll embrace my sadness as a gracious winner I would like to take this moment to apologize for calling Kaylee hippie dippy dippy sorry not hippie mojo hippie dippy yeah I take it take it back. it's funny it's funny you say that because there's so many times when you do an improv course and the tutor goes right we're gonna do some hippy dippy drama stuff now and it's such a it's it is such a weird way to put like being a bit more zen about things yeah so you say that Kaylee anyway I'm just kidding ladies and gentlemen yeah. that concludes the first episode of how to survive your life again the podcast that takes the news and tells you how to survive everything Daisy where can people find you if they want to find you on the internet find me at Daisy Earl comedy on Instagram and Kaylee how about yourself so on Instagram it's at magpie Cassidy and on Twitter it oh I forgot I can't remember sorry it's at oh I forgot on Twitter (laughs) yeah yeah I'm the host, Molly Merwin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Molly Merwin. If you liked this podcast, please tell your friends, tell your parents, tell everyone. If you didn't, keep it to yourself. Also, click and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week with another episode of How to Survive Your Life. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Theme music by Jazar.